Welcome to Team Brief, the official podcast for ACES UK. We hope you enjoy listening. Hi, I'm McPemi Arena. I'm a laryngology head and neck surgeon at Addenbrooke's Hospital. I'm Manhar Benz. I'm professor of rheumatology and skull based surgery at Cambridge University Hospital and Cambridge University. Hi, I'm Kamal Rajmore. I'm a cleft maxillofacial surgeon and um, Divisional Director for Women's and Children's Services at Addenbrooke's Hospital in Cambridge. I'm going to start by asking you, what does IWD uh, and embracing equity mean to you? So I think about IWD as celebrating the, the, the choice of women to be able to be in these areas that are traditionally not for women, but also celebrating what they, they already do um, and emphasising that. It, it's very easy to think we've made a lot of strides and just go, no, it's all okay now. And it isn't because there is a bit of noise and a bit of volume about it. But when you really dig down into the deep details, like my specialty of Max Facts, it's only still 16, 17% women. So we're not quite over that innovation hump of everyone's going to adopt it. Yes. Mm. So that, so when I think about equity, actually it, it's about fair opportunity for all. And then what does that fair opportunity mean in delivery of service and care? because you're engaging with your patients differently. Yes. But then there's the cynic in me as a divisional director who goes, I need staff. I need good staff. Why are we not engaging half the population? Yeah. Mm. You know, that, that, is, that is a group that if we can facilitate them, we're suddenly increasing our um, breadth of workforce. Mm. So, so that those are the sort of two ways that I look at it. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Very important. Um, so uh, I think I do uh, International Women's Week uh, is a very important time to reflect, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, and and sometimes these things, you know, unless you stop and take take stock, you can just get you know just carrying on, and, and you don't have a chance to stop and think about. Uh, so these kind of anniversaries are important from that point of view, just to see where we where we at to. Uh, you might think everybody's doing very well, but when you stop and take stock, you know things aren't progressing as well as you thought they were yeah. in the background. But I think we made big big uh, strides in the sense of sensitizing people uh, at academic level anyway, that there's a real need to, to include um, women uh, in panels, on the stage, uh, speaking uh, both as role models and to, to make them understand that they're just as important, their view is just as important, you know, as anybody else's. And that's something that we're still struggling with, trying to get, uh, trying to get women who are in positions that are you know, clinically very active to feel comfortable coming up and speaking about the experiences. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think it's that's very important and it's it's a great thing. I know that's something you're trying to do at the RSM. Mm. Um, for me, I believe that when it comes to embracing equity, we now have to be intentional about that in our every yes. interaction. I think that um, in general, for whatever reason, what has been role modeled in the past has not necessarily been the right way or the complete and wholesome way to interact with with each other, and whether or not it has to do with encouraging each other, supporting each other, uh, mentoring each other, um, and helping each other be the best version of ourselves from a professional perspective. And therefore, for me, I think women have been left behind in in, in that in that particular aspect of the workplace, feeling valued, um, feeling part of the team, uh, and feeling like there's room 
being made for them. Uh, and I think that we have to therefore make an extra effort um, so that we feel like we're giving them what they need, whether or not it's time uh, following maternity leave to get back into uh, being the surgeon that they are, um, whether or not it's paternal leave for those that need it uh, to support their, their families at home. Um, and also, I think most importantly, the thing that comes on as a recurrent thing is individuals who work less than full time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't mean less than being efficient, you know, less hours. And I think we have to be able to um, show that, you know, that's OK. Right. Yeah. It's quite interesting because I, I, I reflect upon this and the, the workplace we're trying to bring women into. And it is bringing women into it. It's the gender neutral norm for mm. surgery is male. Yes. And so everything is set up where the male attributes or way of working is considered the norm. Mm. And it works. It works for men. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. Because you get the best out of yeah. them. But if you want to get out the best out of women, you can't apply those norms mm -hmm. to the women in the same way for all the reasons you said. So there has to be some flexing and changing the way you approach. Yes. So when you talk about the, the manuals and the panels, you will get some very good men on there, but they're very good at putting their hand up and saying, I can do this. Yes. Whereas the good women may not even think, actually, I should be going and presenting. And that's where you do need the tap on the shoulder because there, we know that. We know from research when you apply for jobs <coughs> that women will only go for it if they're 100% mm -hmm. appropriate, mm. whereas a man will go for it 70%. Nothing wrong with either approach, but you will get a misbalance. Yes. Mm. So you have to actively try and change that yes. at that stage. I was quite intrigued by, by your paternity uh, comment yeah. because I think um, some of the reason that that we have to accommodate women is because uh, there isn't the support from their home. Mm -hmm. You know, if we have, they had more support at home, yeah, they wouldn't need that uh, the same level of support to accommodate because they're not they're doing all the work at home and all. Yes. So if we could try and balance that out, then there'd be equal amounts of you know. Not every man who gets someone uh, you know can do man tech work if they weren't. It's only because they're being excused by society. Yes. To yeah. have more free time to do that yeah. stuff, and if that wasn't there, they'd have the same issues, I think. And Absolutely. then everything would be then we'd accommodate everybody, not exactly, just, you know, and then become the norm to accommodate people. Absolutely, for that kind of stuff. And I think that's really important to you know, yeah. when you think about facilitating the society is beyond just works and societal level facilitation. Yeah, is gonna gonna move the needle yeah. a little bit. I hope. I think what underpins change is flexibility and being open-minded, that there are so many ways to do things. Mm. Um, and uh, when you talk about, for example, the challenges of having women speakers, regardless of whether they're academic or purely clinical, then it might mean that the institution has to change how, what it considers a speaking session. Mm. You know, uh, does the speaking session need to be in person? Does it have to be one person standing in front of an audience? Can it be a group mm. of people? Can it be you asking a woman to bring her a patient to demonstrate her relationship with her patient. And it's so much easier to show how you do something, right? Um, than talk about something that you can't really embody, mm, right? Or about a principle, yeah. right? This is how I drill yeah. an ear, as opposed to this is what my relationship with my patient looks like, yeah, that's right? Interesting. I mean, that's, that's, that's actually an eye-opener to think about 
not just didactic teaching, yeah. but but uh, demonstrative teaching almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know one of my proudest moments when I was actually at a conference presenting was uh, during the BLA conference. I think it was two years ago, and I was we're talking about um, patients and the challenges of voice with a COVID patient. And I had a patient uh, who I had had an, who I interviewed. I had managed him with my colleague, mm. uh, who was a speech and language therapist. And it was what I was proud of was how he talked about the interaction mm. with with us as a team, you know, and people could see the way he joked about his, his, um, his experiences and um, the, the humanity mm. about, the, with the, about the interaction. I was more proud that people could see the work, mm. the human aspect of the work we were doing at Addenbrooke's far more than the change we had made to his voice. Mm. And I think that's a, something yeah. we need to also no, we need to value share. that more, don't we? Because we, we only do. value the technical side. Absolutely. And there's other sides to the whole patient care yeah. model experience, isn't there? Absolutely. I, I also think it's, it's a good week to think about where uh, we're slipping. You know, mm. we're not just we're not where we're doing well, but uh, we're trying to aspire to do better. But we'll be slipping, and, and I'm particularly thinking about things like Roe versus Wade yes. and Afghanistan, places like that. And uh, uh, you know, the, that that we the established benchmarks we thought we we're going to go up from are slipping. The foundations yes. are crumbling. So there's a lot we can't take for granted. You know, at that end. I think for us, a very pertinent one right now is what's just happened in the Royal College of Surgeons with the recent election. Yes, mm. yes. That yes. The, the Kennedy report was not embraced, it's mm. not been implemented, and that feels like a real backward step. Mm. And something like International Means Week is a time when we can say, why is this not happening? Why yes. are we not pushing for these changes? Why are we accepting the status quo yes. when there's been commissioned reports saying we shouldn't? Mm. Mm. Absolutely, it's it's very challenging. I find it challenging to um, look at this situation that feels like it's not changing, and to all intents and purposes, it also looks like it's not changing. And how do I manage that? I think what I try to do is engage. I think yes. our role is to always engage because sometimes things are not always as they appear. I'm I'm hoping that there is still progress even in that situation in that the mindset of that person can, is malleable and um, there can still be these discussions oh, I think there progress. Is. Yeah, no, I think there is. I mean, I, I think right. now you're reminding people rather, rather than starting from the ground yes. level, you're reminding them, oh, yeah, and because they've already been primed. Yes. Uh, and so, they, they, you know, they, they, they shouldn't need to be reminded, perhaps, but, but they, at least not starting from the ground. Yes convincing people as much but optics are important they are in fact optics are the only bit that are seen and the narrative is that even if you know there is work going on if it's quiet and silent and being done behind closed doors it's it's almost meaningless yes so it has to be visible it has to be up front and it has to be seen yes. so if change isn't seen it's not going to, it's not happening. Yes. In, uh, for the observer yes. on the outside. Yes. Mm. So I think in summary, if I think about all the things we've talked about, we've talked about reminding ourselves that we're not safe, especially because, like you say, the baseline where we're thinking of climbing from where we're thinking of climbing is slipping. Mm. 
Mm. We're lucky to be in the United Kingdom. And so we need to also leverage that privilege. We need to be able to start these conversations without any kind of protocol or uh, preparation. These are the kind of conversations we should be having in the uh, workplace. We've talked about um, being flexible of, in thinking, trying to empower more women to come forward to mm. uh, represent their, their services and themselves, right? Um, have I missed anything else out? No, and there's also something about allowing men to function in a different way. Yes. Yeah. Mm. They don't have to stick to gender roles either, and they should yeah. be. And that is something you hear back, that they, they want to be able to work. Fathers want to work part-time or yes. take paternity leave. And that, that will also change the nature of the workplace and the culture yeah. that goes behind it because the push is coming from both sides. Yes. Ultimately, we have to yeah. be intentional. Mm. about making change yeah no, that is true and as i say the uh, it's silly to put it in all in one week but that we <laughs> anniversary is always important uh, uh, reflective point yes it? yes yeah. indeed indeed well thank you it's been Great. lovely having thank this you. discussion and i hope it stimulates everybody else to be having thank these you. discussions in the workplace yes. thank you very yeah. much thank you welcome we hope you enjoyed listening to that episode please contact us via a website www.asis.uk or via email admin at aceis.uk to share any comments, feedback or ideas.